happening here? You know, and I, I there was parts of it, of course, but I, I don't know. I didn't see what the big deal was. You know, I, I thought it was good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am an observer, though. So what I want to do before I get my input is I just kind of sit back and watch. <laughs> I'm just going to watch <laughs> the fight here. I'm going to watch people bicker and fight and try to get into the mindset. That's what I do when I'm witnessing. I try to get into their mindset. Yeah. I have I have my initial reaction, but then I'm like, well, what's the problem? And one of the things that I discovered is that, and I have to understand, I have to, re- I have to admit, one of the things I'm still trying to wrap my head around is, I still don't kind of see the big deal. <laughs> like I don't like I, I'm watching the this. I'm like it's a commercial, but one of the things that I. I think that I'm trying to kind of understand is that if I were a man and I watched that commercial, how would I feel, you know, because uh, I think that's really one of the biggest things is that they're kind of just broad brushing it. I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, okay, that's probably what I'm missing with this whole thing is that um, they're not trying to feminize men. I think that they broad brushed it. Um, So that that's the Gillette commercial. But as far as like, you know, demasculating, Demasculine. Help me out here, Wilson. Demasculizing men. You got Thank it. You. <laughs> you got it. We're all over it. Teamwork. <laughs> oh as far as that goes, I mean, I can see it. I can see why people would be upset about that because, you know, like you asked me earlier um, this week, you know, about how, who would I look at as like a really good masculine figure in the Bible? And uh, the first person that came up, of course, was David. Yep. Like I got a, I got a Bible crush on him because it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just how manly can you get, you know, like as a female. Right, like he killed a bear, he killed a lion. Like. Oh, I'm sorry, just, you know, that's, that's just music to my ears as a female. But he also wrote poetry and played a harp. So, oh. like, you know. Exactly. He was just, the, you know, besides the adultery and stuff, I mean. <laughs> Minus the adultery and murder, you know, he was a pretty good guy. <laughs> he would have been a triple threat if it weren't for that. I mean, seriously. Right. But I mean, you're talking about masculinity. It's just, I think that that, I don't want that to go away. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, um, I think that we're trying too hard to make men into something they're not, you know? And I'm sorry. I like when my husband comes home and he's like, I'm going to go on the roof and fix the air conditioner. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can you pick the garbage disposal while you're at it? You know, it's just like, there's like this whole, I need to fix things. I need to um, take care of my family, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I like that. Like as a female, I don't feel like I'm being put down at all. I I, mm-hmm. I do wish that it, there would be more of a partnership instead of like a management system in the household where it's like, hey, I don't have to tell you everything, just do it. But mm-hmm. As far as him being a man, uh, that really comes in handy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely. And it's and it's interesting, like you mentioned, David, because like that's I. It seems like almost like society tends to fall into two ditches when it comes to the issue of masculinity, and like one um, sort of ditch people fall in is sort of like the well, you're not a man unless you're you know John Wayne, like you oh, can't yeah. cry, you can't show emotion, you yeah. you know whatever, and it's like okay, that's garbage. <laughs> Like, yeah. can we just, can we just say it like, that's trash. Like there's yeah. nothing um, 
unmasculine about those things in themselves. And like, you know, yeah, like you mentioned David, that's a great example. Like I said, like David played the harp, like David wrote poetry, like those aren't. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Exactly, like those aren't unmasculine things. But then on the flip side, it's like some of society wants to try and basically say that there is no difference between men and women, between masculinity and femininity. And you know, that's like, that's just as much of a lie. And it's like, when we look through the Bible, there are specific things that men are called to do. There are specific things that we can see um, that are laid out kind of as masculine, you know, like um, just looking towards the beginning of the Bible, you know, you have God creating Adam, God created Adam to cultivate, to work the field. It's like that, that's things that, that men are called to do uh, specifically as mm-hmm. men men specifically are called to do. And, and we see kind of a, a new Testament variant of that as well. When you see the specific commands that are given to husbands and to fathers, and it's along those same lines, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be, okay, you're working the field or something like that, you know, like what Adam has, but, you know, just cultivating something within your home to where your wife and your kids thrive. And, um, you know, just, just cultivation in general and just building and uplifting and, um, just, you know, giving your, your strength that you have to, to lift other people up. Um, you know, that's, that's some of the things that at least that I see when I look at scripture and see as some of the, the masculine things, it's not just dealing with hobbies. Like I remember one dude at my old church was like one of the like manliest dudes I've ever seen. Like, (laughs) homeboy crocheted like on the side (laughs) you know like he was like a farmer and stuff like that otherwise but like that was his hobby like he crocheted like it's like cool man like (laughs) you know there's there's nothing wrong with that i think for me one of the things to look back at is that you know as christians we're supposed to be imitators of christ and uh when we uh, look to ephesians when it says husband loves your love your wife as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her uh it's that uh aspect of servanthood and you look at jesus uh, he protected people when uh people wanted to stone the woman they he he wept uh for uh uh for people he Right. Like there's your perfect image of what a man is, is Jesus. Yes. And and he gives (laughs) us that perfect example. And the thing that's interesting, like you said, the commercial kind of gives us as far as the fallen state of man. Right. And what's interesting is we have one commercial in the world that kind of sees this fallen state. And yet the first thing that came to my mind a couple of years ago when this movie came out, I remember Christians were going crazy. They were writing blogs about it and talking about how bad this movie Fifty Shades of Grey was. Mm-hmm. And yet it's one of the most read uh, books and watched movies by women right now. And we're talking about a movie that portrays a man that objectifies a woman that uses violence and intimidation Mm -hmm. that she has to bow to his every sexual whim. And when you look at toxic uh, masculinity, it's the thing that's being praised by people and yet looked down upon at the same time. Mm. So, so their worldview is very inconsistent. Whereas when we look at the worldview through Christ's lens, everything makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's absolutely right. And like, Right. I, I think all three of us kind of agree there. It's like Gillette's obviously onto something with their commercial. Like oh, people sure. are right to notice that this is going on. Now they're misdiagnosing it. Um, you know, we're going to, again, through a biblical worldview, stand back and say, OK, well, that's what happens when the fall happened. Like these are the natural inclinations that men have. You know, men tend to be either, you know, very passive and sort of default on the things they're called to do, or they tend to, on the flip side, be very um, aggressive and use their um, you know, strength and things like that to um, you know, sinfully gain for themselves, basically, um, you know, and then what, what, 
what they're calling good masculinity, you know, when you see the guy, you know, helping the kid out or keeping him from the fight or whatever, like that's, that's what we're called to do. Like that's biblical masculinity. That's what, that's what men are called to do. Um, you know, what's that? To fight with their friends or to break up the fights with the kids? To, I mean, just break up the fights and, you know, yeah. not need the, yeah, the unnecessary violence and, you know, and sexual assault and stuff. Shoot, like the, the Bible, I think, takes like sexual assault way more seriously than we do in our culture today. Yeah. Like I was reading through uh, Judges a little bit ago and um, I don't remember the exact details, but a woman was basically sexually assaulted by a gang of people and... Um, so right at the end of judges and and basically the the men of the city the men who cared about this woman um then went to go find these men and the men were taken hostage or the men were hiding out in a city and they said you know went to the city and said hey you know give us these men they need to be brought to justice and they said no so the men took up arms against them and like thousands and thousands of people died like in the bat you know just over this like okay this woman was wrong she needs to be brought to justice and you know, here we're we're willing to go to whatever. And you know, not that I'm, <laughs> not that I'm encouraging <laughs> vigilante justice. Like, don't go. Uh, you know, but but that is just to say that that the Bible takes things like that very seriously. Or you know, like rape or something like that. Like, I mean, under biblical law, uh, in many circumstances, if a woman was raped, you know, that was a death sentence on her rapist. You know, that was very serious. You know, I, um, <laughs> you know, to be honest, kind of wish that our judicial system would would take that more seriously yeah. um you know because that, is, that any, is any of you should be I, I have a saying it's like a, just avoid extremes you know like you can't yeah you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too you all, you want your man to cry but you also want him to like be you know still a man it's like you, you can't you can't just say okay we're gonna feminize men and make them mm -hmm. just, you know these these big lumps of emotion and <laughs> uh -huh. i don't know like you can't you can't just make a man a woman you can't do that right you know? so i mean we right can't. exactly exactly and you have to recognize because again like everybody is like every christian especially is called to like we're all the image of god we're all called to bear the image of god but again there are specific ways that men are called to do that there are specific ways that women are called to do that and i think yeah. a lot of people kind of have a reaction to that where it's like okay well if you're saying we're different then one is superior to the other and it's like, no, like we're, we're equal, but God created us to image him in different ways. Yeah. Um, and I think probably, probably my favorite scripture on this um, is first Corinthians, first uh, Corinthians 16, uh, this is 13 through 14, but it says, uh, this is a specific command to men. Um, Paul says in this, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. And that's just really interesting because when you look at kind of what Paul is summarizing here on masculinity, it's standing firm in the faith and having love be your motivator. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are the two things, you know, like John mentioned uh, Ephesians uh, five earlier and it's, and it's talking about, you know, how husbands are to be servants and um, you know, and, and lay their lives down for their wives and, and for their children and, and things like that. But it's like, you know, that's that that is masculinity. It's standing firm in the faith, being tough in the faith, standing your ground, um, you know, letting Christian biblical love, um, you know, be your motivation for all these other things that you do. You know, use that to um, to use your own gifts and to um, really kind of cultivate the gifts in your, you know, whoever whoever else is in your life. If it's, you know, your wife, your kids, um, 
girls at your church, you know, who, whoever. Um, it doesn't matter, but that that's, I think, kind of our motivator. Kind of on that same note, Dave, like, uh, how would you respond to someone who talks about, like, the proper use and the abuse of uh, prior to what you just mentioned, where it says, wives, submit to your own husbands as the Lord, for the Lord is the head of the wife. So there's been a lot of people that say, you know, this verse is a lot of times abuse. Same thing with the verse about, you know, men and uh, husbands and wives don't um, deny your uh, spouse their conjugal rights. And uh, basically... Sure. Uh, where you talk about, well, oh, you have to do this. So, like, how do you respond to that when someone brings up that aspect of it? So, in terms of just talking about wives submitting to their husbands, mm -hmm. in particular, um, <laughs> sorry, what, what, what are how just how do you respond to that in general? Yeah, like if someone's saying, well, the the Bible's basically making a wife. Uh, quite subservient to the man and there's uh they'll, they'll use that verse sometimes to basically say that oh a man can do for sinful things wants. okay I, I i would say the first thing is to read the entire text not just take that one verse um you know where it calls to um where it calls a man to lay down his life lay down his desires lay down his well-being for his wife you know as christ loved the church like that's a very specific example you know christ was a servant leader he was not a domineering leader. And I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, the Bible has so much insight into how we think as men and women. And it's like, you know, as a man is doing those things, as he is leading his wife, laying his life down for her, laying down his desires for her, that's going to naturally draw her heart to him. That's going to naturally cause her to desire to submit to him in the things that she is called to do. Now, that's not saying we're submitting to him in, you know, in sin or something like that. That's absolutely not, um, not the case there. Um, yeah, Melissa, do you have any more like thoughts that on that? I know that's kind of a specific. Yeah, I don't. I think that there's some people that don't like that word, you know. And that's the other thing is that with a new age background, um, you, be, you you become quite a feminist, you know. And there's varieties of feminists out there. I believe that there's some good Christian. I mean, again, that, there's a negative connotation on that word, but I think there's some Christians that you know definitely kind of look at women's rights you know, differently than some very, very extreme feminist, but, um, they don't mm -hmm. like that word submit. That's, uh, right. that's not a good word. And so you, you just kind of look at it like you're, um, just this little wee woman that just sits in the corner that, you know, I don't know, I guess you're there. So I guess we'll use you. So you feel like you're included, you know, it's just like some women feel like that. They don't feel like they're useful. They don't feel like, um, they can really leverage anything. So it's like, okay, so, so to spring off of that, so what can men, you know, husbands, whatever, what can we do um, to help you in that arena, to help you not feel like, you know, like you're just sort of like a secondary, like, you know, you're just there for whatever else has to be done type of thing. I, I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't have an opinion on the husband. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like um, to have a spiritual leader for your husband, you know, like not, I love my husband. He's great, but uh, there's the, that, you know, we actually, we have a really good thing going, even though that's just kind of out of balance, but I have a thing or two to say about the men in church. Um, yeah. I think that they definitely need to, I don't know if they're afraid uh, or something, or if they're just afraid of, I don't know what it is exactly, but there's almost like this. <sighs> I heard your kid. There's like this, um, this attitude of just um, 
being like apathetic, maybe passive towards, yeah. you know, women. It's just, okay, well, like, oh, Matt, me, for example, um, I know a little something like about the Bible, about apologetics, you know, and I think it's interesting when I am in a conversation with a man that thinks I don't know anything because okay. I'm a woman, no other reason none other than the fact that oh you no you're supposed to read about encouragement you're supposed to read about how to be a good wife you're supposed to read about children you're supposed to you know what i mean it's like there's these little no you know i no really i want to know the history of that greek word used for that word (laughs) about the culture i need to know about this i need to know about the corinthians what's up with them oh you don't Mm -hmm. know about the corinthians yeah that's a church in corinth get it no okay let me explain it to you you know and it's like there's no there's no give and take because it's just i'm i can't teach him it's not the way of it you know Mm -hmm. so for me that's my struggle personally and okay um i I don't really have that a lot in my in my home but at at church i find a lot of uh i i would like to be heard and listened to i guess like i do have um I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's like they're scared or something to be taught something by mm-hmm. by me. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, I think, I think that's really good. Something, huh? Right. I, I think that's really good. And, um, you know, very much as a call to the guys out there, too. Um, you know, I, I think that's one of those things that really, you know, not to fall into a stereotype, but kind of like separates the boys from the men in terms of. Um, you know, being able to lead, you know, learning the Bible so you can teach it like you're like as a man, like especially if you are called to, you know, have a wife and kids like your job, according to the Bible, is to basically be the pastor of the family. Like you need to be able to teach, um, you know, and, and, and disciple and that sort of thing. And, and not that's not to make you feel bad if that's not where you are right now. But it's like that needs to be the goal. Like you need to be moving forward in that. Um, to do that. And I think when you have a man who is, um, who is, you know, solid in the faith and who, who is ready to do that, like, that's what, like, if you're, you know, like a single uh, girl or or whatever, and you're um, like Melissa, you know, really solid in the faith and solid in the word, like, that's going to be a thing that's going to really be a point of attraction from yeah, like, a, let's, let's a man of God. Together, man. Let's go geek out. Right. Like when my wife asked me like tough questions about like the Bible and stuff like that, I'm like, yeah, like that's <laughs> what's up, you know, like that's the good stuff. Like that's, you know, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I think that's a, that's a good one. So um, what one about you guys that, though for, for females, like what is something as like husbands or in general, like that you guys want that you want to see from females? <laughs> um, oh, I would right. say, perfect okay <laughs> exactly exactly uh, I would say a big thing is just um, for women and and wives in particular would just be to um, like honestly like it it's kind of tough I think for a lot of guys to sort of step out and take that lead um, so I think just from a standpoint of you know of a husband you know to have Um, You know, like when my wife encourages me in the things that I'm doing right, like even if I'm only doing like one thing right out of like a hundred, like, you know, but, but just to encourage me like, Hey, I really liked it when you did that. Or or can you do this with me? Um, Cause like, honestly, like, I don't know what it, and I don't know if you, you might be completely different, John, but for me, like, honestly, like 
like just like praying with my wife, like especially when I first started doing it was like a really like nerve wracking thing. Like it's almost easier for me to like, like, okay, my pastor asked me to stand up and do like the closing prayer in church. Like that's almost easier for me to do than like ask my wife if she wants to pray. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's just me, but like. David Wilson, really? But, I didn't yeah, know I mean, like I said, like, especially initially, like, you know, like once you get into a habit of it, you know, obviously yeah. it's going to get easier, but it's like to initially sort of step out and like be, you know, who I'm called to be by God, like in my marriage, like that's really tough. So yeah. You know, again, like that, that's my big advice for um, the wives out there is just to really encourage your husbands when he is doing things right. Ask him to do things, you know, ask him to, you know, read the Bible with you yeah. and, um, and pray and stuff like that. Yeah. What do you got, John? Really, for me, it's not necessarily the point of um, uh, praying with my wife that sometimes is difficult. It's actually kind of having a, a Bible study because uh, mm -hmm. you and I have always been the type that like to debate. And sometimes trying to draw that into your home relationship with your wife doesn't always work well. <laughs> Actually collected five points on why you're wrong on this text. <laughs> like you're there having to thoroughly refute everything you just said. Yeah, don't do that. So, so do not talk about this on date night. <laughs> <Great>. so, <laughs> right. So a lot of it, I think, on both sides is actually just having really good active listening skills, uh, actually listening to the person and giving them feedback on it without coming across judgmental or, uh, yeah. I guess, as a know-it-all. <laughs> and, and it is tough sometimes when uh, it's definitely a passion of mine. Uh, my wife is definitely, you know, instilling the Lord into our kids and everything, mm -hmm. but um she doesn't want to, uh, you know, read as many like deep points on uh, all the different Calvinism, Arminianism, Molinism. She, she's just like, you know, I love God. <laughs> right. Right. And that's OK. Like we're all we're all called to different things. Like, yeah, some of us are, you know, it goes to like the Corinthians and the gifts, you know, like we all have different gifts for the building up of the body. You know, some of us are meant to like shoot like the three of us like, OK, we're going to dig into scripture. We're going to find out what that Greek word is, how that applies. Like we're going to dig into that text. And that's just that's just the gifts that God has given us. Not everybody has that. So, yeah, I think that's a lot of it is just recognizing that not everybody thinks like you do. Not everybody's gifted like you do. Yeah, I think I think the highest calling, though, that we can have and that uh uh, the church body can have uh, men in the family do is when you when you watch the video the one striking uh, word it, that's said over and over and over again is boys will be boys mm -hmm. and what's interesting is a lot of times as a father uh, which I've got two girls at home but you know I do remember hearing that and I thought you know the the biggest thing that we have we we are on a mission field within our home yeah and the thing is and that's the primary mission field yes. we're called to we're called to that first before anything else, like, you know, it says like if a man's not taking care of his own house, discipling his own family, like he's not fit to, to disciple God's sheep outside of his, his home, you know. The, yeah. the call for us is by the time that boy is to adulthood, he should be a man of God. Mm -hmm. And so it should be us raising men of God and not always just looking at it as, oh, you know, they're just going to be boys without ever fostering that proper idea of manhood for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I'm going to have to wrap it up. I'm awesome. Gonna yeah, I was going to say, we've gone, well, I guess we started a little later, but then we've kind of gone on later. So I know we got to, we got to wrap this up. But any, uh, any out. closing thoughts, Melissa? No, this has been fun. This is, this is nice. I'm glad I got it. I'm glad this finally happened. Yeah. So yeah, we've been trying to do a video together for 
like a really long time now and yeah. just one thing or another like it hasn't happened but this has been yeah. awesome um yeah we'd love to have you on again sometime Definitely. um yeah and uh thanks for everybody uh for watching again if you're joining us live in reasons for jesus thank you so much um if you're not in that group and you're watching us on youtube um definitely check out that group um Let's see. And yeah, check out uh, Melissa on YouTube. Uh, it's YouTube Melissa D. If you're also following us on Reasons for Jesus, um, YouTube Worldview Warriors is uh, is where we are. Um, <laughs> somebody says right, but they're also showing men dressing up in Elsa dresses to dance with their sons. I guess I've probably done that with my daughters, but I don't know if I've done that with my sons. <laughs> I actually had my birthday was last Saturday and I had a frozen balloon that my daughter picked out for me. So that was fun. Avoiding extremes. You can be with your daughter. I don't know. Avoid extremes. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have different interests. Different interests are fine. That's cool. You know, God made us all different. Like there's nothing bad about having certain interests or whatever, but again, just focusing on, you know, the gospel and, and just cultivating, you know, the biblical values and and all that good stuff. Um, But anyway, again, Thanks so much for watching, guys. Um, this has been a blast. Uh, Melissa, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah. And uh, hope you guys all have a good night. Grace and peace. It stays on after you go off, right?